0: You're listening to the Beyond the Profi Podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast stay tuned and listen in. This Beyond the Profi episode is partly sponsored by Young Dental Innovations. Hey, this is your host, Jasmine Haley of the Beyond the Profi podcast, and we have a special guest, one in particular because we are calling out to each and every one of you to really, really, really pull at your heartstrings. This phenomenal woman is making such an impact on people's lives internationally, and we need your help. So first, Felicia Williams, she's been serving in dentistry since 2005. She started her dental career at Gwinnett Technical College, where she completed and graduated as a dental assistant. Whoop, whoop! Felicia worked as a dental assistant for many years before becoming a dental hygienist. In 2014, she graduated from Clayton State University, earning a Bachelor's of Science in Dental Hygiene. Mrs. Williams has always had goals of giving back and is very passionate about her career path, and she took her heart and her funds and everything in between in 2015 when she became the founder of a nonprofit organization that provides free dental care to underserved populations nationally and internationally. The name of it is Global Foundation for Dental Health Care and Awareness, GFDHA she believes that regardless of one's social or economic status everyone and she means everyone should have the rights to oral care services miss william currently resides in georgia (laughs) and she is here today to speak about her journey to talk about the work that she's done and also to talk about the needs that she has um and just a few short weeks she'll be in Ghana in Africa this is not the first time she's attended um, and actually has brought her services there and she is looking for certain things that we'll get into a little bit later on but first let's hear her story let's hear her journey and let's welcome her to the show so welcome
1: thank you Jasmine for having me
0: yeah so this is not my first conversation with you but it's really great because I get to see your pretty face and you (laughs) you Social media doesn't do it justice when you meet people, even when you're on the phone. Um, So this is just an added bonus that I actually get a chance to see you. Uh, But yeah, tell me a little bit about that journey. Um, Some of the challenges and rewards that you've received when you first started to get into starting a nonprofit, because you not only do work in Africa, you also take the time to do work in your state of Georgia. So tell me a little bit about that journey for
1: yourself. Okay, well, actually, my vision started when I was about 15 years old. At the age of 15, I had a very, very painful toothache, and I had to endure that pain for almost a month because my parents didn't have dental insurance, and they couldn't afford to take me to the dentist. Well, when I finally made it to the dentist, my tooth was severely decayed, and I had to have a surgical extraction. Mm. During that time, based on my parents' income, that extraction would cost about $78, which my parents couldn't afford. We were getting ready to leave the dental office, and I thought, oh, God, what am I going to do? But thanks be to God, the dentist refused to send me away. He performed that surgery free of charge. And just by his act of kindness, that is why I decided to study to give back, to just find a profession that I can give back. And I went to school to become a dental hygienist. And I never really had goals of working in the dental office. I don't really like working in the dental office, but I absolutely love my career. I love it where I'm able to give back and people are able to benefit from this, from the services that I'm able to provide for them. Mm. So that is how my vision started. And immediately after graduating dental hygiene school in 2014, I knew my I knew my calling was international. So I started doing my research immediately when I received those. Test results in the mail. I started doing my research in 2015. I went on a site visit to Africa. I stayed over there for about two weeks. And during the time that I was there, I came. I ran into to this guy at this restaurant. He also was the founder of his NGO. And they were doing a project at the orphanage the day after Christmas. Well, he invited me to go, and I thought that was a wonderful opportunity for me to get there and explain to them who I am, what I do, and what I have to offer for them. And when I told him where I was from, he was on board. He he was was really excited about it. So I came back to the United States. And in July of 2016, I went back over there. We performed our first dental project. And I serviced 150 orphans who had never been to the dentist before, never had their teeth cleaned before, never used a regular toothbrush before. They were brushing their teeth with popsicle sticks. They would chew the popsicle stick and until it gets jagged and they would take it up and down their teeth until it it became clean so after that when i came back from that project i was just anxious to do more i was just hungry to do more and i didn't i I know i was going to be i couldn't afford to go back over to africa again right away so i I started doing work doing some research in the united states i partnered with this homeless shelter so i gathered some hygienists a dentist and a pre-dental student and we went to this homeless shelter and we performed or cancer screenings on them. I wanted to do more. God was just leading me to do more. I ended up going downtown Atlanta, showing the homeless how to brush and floss their teeth properly with my little model. And I gave out goodie bags to them. And I let them know just because you're homeless, that doesn't mean you don't have to take care of your teeth. Because if you don't, you will have other problems that are going to follow. I started going to the dental schools and everybody was donating. I don't think I had many people to tell me, no. it's like every day, even at work, if I have five minutes between a patient, I'm on my phone Googling, who can I find to donate? Who can I find to donate? Because honestly, when I got into a Jasmine, all I knew is I had the vision. I had the, I had the desire to just give back. And I didn't know where the funds were going to come from. The only thing that I had were the instruments I graduated hygiene school with. And, and I just went for whatever it is that I know. 2017, we went back to Ghana to a different location. And at that second location, we, we did our services at a public school, and we serviced about 600 clients there. But then I began to think, I feel like I'm making an impact in this community, but how do I know that I'm making an impact in this community? I need to have records. I need to be able to jot down. I need, to, I need numbers. You know, so I thought, hmm, while I'm over here, let me go ahead and try to see if I can adopt a location. So while I was in Ghana in 2017, I adopted a village. It's called Village Joma. And at this particular village, they don't—they didn't have any resources from outside to help them with anything. So they were very grateful that we decided to come in and, and adopt them. And what does adoption mean? Basically, it means whatever their day-to-day necessities are that are that's human required, they needed it. So we are in the process of Breaking the grounds when we go back in June to build a well for them because they don't have clean drinking water. The, they they drink the river water, and that river water they they drink it, they wash do the laundry with that water. they do everything with that water. So, I just couldn't imagine waking up in the morning wanting a cold glass of water, and the water just helped. you could see the dirt particles in the water. I couldn't imagine that. So, we decided to adopt them. We we ship pre-owned shoes and clothes back there, school supplies, and and we're gonna get them clean drinking water in addition to the or care that we're providing for them. So, other than that, we I think that's about all that we're doing for them right now. But here in the United States, the the services that we're providing are the seniors are my target here because those are the ones who are pretty much thrown by the wayside. They don't have dental insurance. Many of them have the little senior disadvantage plan, which they get about seven or eight hundred dollars for. But most of the seniors that I've worked for, work with, it's been 10 plus years since they've been to a dental office. And by the time they do a comprehensive exam and a four month series of x-rays, they need a scaling, best out of pocket expenses, which they don't have because they're living on a fixed income yeah so so we're trying to do quarterly we're trying to work with our seniors here in the u.s at least on quarterly projects we just had a big one in april I with the, the residents. and so many familiar
0: faces i didn't realize like yes. oh my gosh
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and and it's when i do these projects jasmine i'm just it just it just it just, it just really touches me it does something to me i just want to work for days. and i don't get paid for any of this whereas you know, I will go to my storage because I have to have a storage to keep every, all my supplies in. I will go to the storage and I will work for hours, hours. And I just really enjoy. I'm sweating in this hot storage. Whereas, you I know, mean, I sacrifice going to work to the dental office making $400 a day. You know, because this is something that I really am very passionate about. And just like I mentioned to you, I'm spending my hard-earned money, you know, to do all this work. And that's why I'm always on Facebook doing the fundraisers
0: and things of that nature yes absolutely so, i mean it just it touched me beyond like i'm trying to maintain myself because i know that we're doing an interview and recording but okay i literally was like well and right up here <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because yes. i get it i get it when you have a calling and you have the understanding of what your purpose is in life and yours came at a remarkably young age just that that inkling to be able to live it you will do it for free and that's that is what is so remarkable about what you're doing people don't understand that it's not about you know for instance a lot of the people that listen to the podcast are people who are burnt out who just want more and And when you are in that position where you understand your strengths, who you are, what your passion is, everything will fall into place.
1: Yes.
0: Everything will fall into place. You don't have to know every single step of how you're going to get there. You don't have to know. And for you, what's so beautiful is that you trusted that process and uh as one of my friends normally um says frequently that's one of her mantras trusting that process having faith beyond just yourself and and following through with that and that's why i had to get you on this podcast impromptu i'm telling you i i only schedule on certain days i don't play, okay. play with my schedule okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yes I, <laughs> because, you know, my kids, you know, I had to yes. tell them, Shh, don't walk, you know, like just be quiet right now. But I love what you're doing. I love how passionate you are. And we have got to reach more professionals who will be interested in coming with you who may not be able to come with you, but could po- po- possibly donate supplies that you need. Yes. Because it's not, you're talking about basic necessities. Yeah, You give a rundown of what some of these um, individuals who you serve don't have access to. Just give a quick rundown. You mentioned a few, but I really want people to understand that our third world problems, like, you know, it's first world, I'm sorry. First world issues are so minute. My internet yes. falling, my yes. internet falling out on me. I was just complaining about that recently is nothing compared to having clean drinking water. So what are some of the challenges that the people that you serve face day to day?
1: They face food, water, clothing, shoes. Many of them don't go to school because they have to walk so far because they they don't have the shoes to wear. The parents won't send them to school. Just, you know, school supplies, you know, they, in the school, some, some of them have to almost sleep overnight at the school because they are borrowing the books. They can't rent the books to take them home. So just the the basics, water, food, clothing, you know, just everyday things that we take for granted, everyday things, you know, Mm -hmm. when I take clothes and shoes over there, it's almost like they're fighting for them. They're almost fighting for them. You know, my kid, he has 10 or 15 pairs of shoes. You know, he's going to wear them once or twice. But I don't, take them, I don't take them to the giveaway box. I don't take them to Goodwill because they're going to sell them. At one point, I'm driving around. I'm doing porch pickups just to be able to get the shoes and clothes to send them over there to Africa. It, t- it cost me about $200 per barrel to send these items over there. And that includes the barrel. And we're sending shoes, clothes, toothbrushes, toothpaste, Again, many of them had never used a regular toothbrush before in their life. And, and floss, they knew absolutely nothing about it before we came into their lives. Many of them, they try to they try to chew gum on a day-to-day basis because of the foul smelling of their breath. You know, and I'm, I explain to them why your breath is smelling this way. You know, we need to, we need, I, I, I teach them on the plaque for dental flossers, you know, because it's much easier for them to handle. And they, they, they don't, and they don't complain, you know. They don't have, but they don't complain at all. They're just grateful for, for the little that we've been able to provide for them.
0: So if there's a hygienist or a dentist or assistant that wants to do more to get involved with what you're doing, or perhaps just even if they're not interested in international work or just national work, what would you say is the first step for them? It could be your organization. It can be another organization. We're just, we want to get people to start moving their feet towards giving back some way, because every time you give back, you receive things back tenfold every yes. single time. Yes. So for me, I've never stepped foot in international soil yet Okay. to provide care, but I try to give back, whether that be monetary means, whether that may be donating something that we're not using anymore. There are so many ways. So what would you say are some, first steps that you would suggest, not only with your organization, but just anywhere here in the U.S.?
1: There are several organizations that I'm aware of that goes to Ghana. Find their website, donate on their website. If you have any pre-owned clothing that you're not using, maybe you can mail them. You can mail them to to that organization because they will be grateful for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to, depending on how much up um, pre-owned items you have just to keep down on cost. If it's local, I will drive there and pick it up so that they don't have to spend too much in postage. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but That's definitely that def- I know one of one of the ladies she couldn't donate. They had given all their pre-owned items to Goodwill. So she just donated eighty dollars towards the shipment of one of our barrels.
0: Absolutely. So yes. what so when when with the work that you're doing, just describe um A full day of work for you. Like, what does that look like for Felicia Williams, who is the founder of this organization? When I'm here or
1: when I'm in Ghana? When you're here. When I'm here, I'm basically going to my storage, sorting out shoes and clothes, dental supplies, getting everything ready to be shipped off because we try to ship at least once every three months. Yes. So we have a lot of items in the storage that has to be sorted. A, lo- a lot of times people, they just, they just throw the things together and I have to go through it and sort everything out so that I can get it ready to ship so that I don't have to sort it once it gets there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And if anyone has families who family, who's, um, out outside of the U S barrels are huge and they can yes. take a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, set up about this high. Um, and they're brown and you just, you can just put whatever it is that you need and ship Absolutely. it out we will come in and pick it up. So there's never, there's never a limit to what you can possibly give.
1: Exactly. So
0: your next trip is June 20th through July 21st. You're going to Ghana, Africa, and you're doing a fundraiser right now, which is why we had to have this interview. Um, right now. I wanted to make sure that we share exactly what it is that you're doing. So you have this fundraiser. You're trying to raise funds to help pay for the airfare of the the professionals that are joining with you. You're raising funds to help you get instruments, piezo units, suction units to help you be able to provide the care to these um, individuals in need. Where can people find how to access how they can donate, whatever it is supplies, products, um, monetary means? I'm sure you name it, you'll take it.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. We are taking donations on our website, which is Mm www.gfdha.org. You can also donate on PayPal. You can also donate via Cash App. You can also. You can mail you can contact me via email and I can give you my address to mail the items to. There are very there are many sources that they can donate through. All right, awesome. So let me ask you one quick question here.
0: The next question I'm going to ask you is what was the best career advice you've ever received?
1: Never waste your time doing what you don't like to do because mm. time goes by so fast. Figure out what you want to do and I know that you would be the best at doing it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Don't
0: waste a second. She didn't waste a second. And I I love what you're doing, Felicia. I really wish you the best. Um, And it's gfdha.org. Let the listeners know how to contact you.
1: Yes. I can be contacted at gfdha.org. My phone number is 678-230-7118. My email address is felicia. Felicia at gfda. dot com. All
0: right, awesome. So it's dot com, not dot org.
1: The email is dot com, yes.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So it's gfdha.org. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's okay. The email address. <laughs> yes. 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 Absolutely. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate you. And Thank all you, Jasmine, for having me. Thank yeah. you very much.
1: Okay. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on BeyondTheProfi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.